All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Rigos Rag Podcast. Ian Cummings here with Jacob Kamiker. It's been a little bit since we've been on for you. I actually don't remember what the last podcast was. I think it was the it was either the Trent Williams discussion. That was one of the last ones. So if you want to go check that out, that situation is still yet to settle. Uh, there's a few other podcasts, the uh, Fantasy Draft rosters me and Jacob did, and uh, you got the uh, Top Fives pod that Nathan and Kyle and I uh, got together to do. So a lot of good content out there for you to keep listening. And today, we've got something new for you. It was actually Matt Hines who gave us the idea. So shout out to him. Uh, we're putting together our own NFC East Super Teams. So we'll get right into that. But first off, Jacob, how are you doing? I am doing great. Uh, you and I are both running on little sleep, so we're going to have a lot of fun with this, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, I'm at that threshold where I don't really care what I say. So it could be, it could be, uh, there's a word for it, but, uh, oh, scandalous. Yeah, maybe. No, just. <laughs> scandalous. Yeah, oh, wow. That's a, that, that's a new territory entirely. I know, seriously. Yeah, we're, we're breaking the mold here, guys. We're, we're getting into uncharted territories. No, just kidding, just kidding. But uh, yeah, I've been putting off writing the past few nights. Like I've been like, I want to get it out of the way, but then I, I just don't want to. I don't know why. It's just the offseason can be so redundant. You know, it's tough to get through it. But uh, with ideas like this, we can kind of keep it going a little bit. And uh, sooner, before you know it, the, uh, the regular season will be here. Of course, for me, that means school is here too. So I, I kind of want it to keep waiting i'm kind of in conflict with myself here but uh yeah it's it's fun uh so so i got this roster jacob i know you got yours too uh, so we'll just start with the quarterback position i'm um, pretty sure we both have the same guy here dak prescott right no yeah, we do not have <laughs> dak I, I mean i joked about moving dak to tight end and putting him on the team but I, i'm assuming we both have carson wentz at qb right yeah yeah we do that to me is a no-brainer pick just Dwayne Haskins maybe has upside that could be equal to Carson Wentz someday, but that's such a massive question mark. Wentz has proven to be an MVP caliber quarterback when he's on the field and healthy. I know the health can be a concern, but there's no other quarterback in this division that can carry team like Wentz can. And I know he hasn't played in the postseason yet, but I think if he's fully healthy this year, he'll get a chance to do that and really show what he's made of. Yeah, I think Wentz is really underrated because, you know, people always talk about the injuries with him. He can't stay healthy, but I think he played most of last season. You know, he wasn't 100% the entire time, but, you know, he toughed it out. He played, and, you know, now he's had a full off season to recover, and the knee is 100% again. I, I really think he's he's going to be back, and he's going to be dangerous. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, easily head and shoulders above the rest in the NFC East. You know, Dak Prescott. Uh, I know some people say he sucks. I don't think it's that bad, but he's not the kind of guy who can carry a team like Wentz. Uh, and then obviously you have Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins, who are still rookies, still projections. So you can't really say they're the best. You can't really include them on your super team before they've done anything. And we, we all know Eli Manning's not getting on there. So, But uh, yeah, I would agree with Carson Wentz there. Uh, that was a quick one. Let's just move right on to running back. Uh, how many running backs did you pick? We didn't really go over the rules with this. We just kind of winged it. I only picked one running back, so I don't have like a stable or anything. I don't know what you did, but uh... I also only picked one running back. I did it like it was a starting lineup, and I had three receivers, one running back on this. Yeah, okay, that's what I did. Who was who was your running back? I think I know. It's probably the same as mine too. I'm wondering if it is going to be the same as yours, but mine is Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, it's not the same. Good, good. And you must have Saquon Barkley. Yes, I do. Here's the deal with that. 
Barkley was incredible last year, and you could make a case for either of these guys being the guy. And if I had to pick one, you know, to have on my team for the rest of time, I probably would pick Barkley because he's slightly younger. But my thought process with Zeke is that he's more proven and he's led the NFL in carries and rushing yards twice in his career. And even the third year where he didn't was when he was suspended for a handful of games. He still averaged more yards per game than any other running back in the league. So I'll take that proven ground and pound style. I mean, you can make a case for either of them. But I, I just went with Zeke because I like the idea of pairing him with Carson Wentz as a true three down back. Now, I, I'd love to hear your full case for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, they're both they're both great running backs um i would i would go with barkley for a running back uh for me you know their shelf life isn't as isn't as long so i kind of want to get a guy who i can get the most out of the rest of his career i think barkley is younger more athletic a better receiver those are three factors that really come in for me and kind of outweigh the rest you know i know elliot is definitely more proven but um i'm gonna go with barkley you know i think for me his rookie year did enough to tell me that he he has the talent to set the league on fire for the rest of his career you know as long as he stays healthy i mean he was playing with a giants unit that was pretty bare in terms of you know their covered space and uh, he he still did a really nice job behind that line and you know giving him an all-star line i like to think he would tear the place up but ezekiel elliott would too i just to me barkley uh better athlete better receiver and a little bit more tread on the tires to use up so that was what what went into my decision that was my top two for sure I thought about putting Darius Geis in that conversation not quite I, I love Darius Geis guys he's one of my top five players if you listen to the top five podcast but um you know we talk about Elliot being super proven you know he, he has this consistent production Geis hasn't even set foot on the field yet so there's a lot of anticipation for that but uh, not ready to put him in that conversation yet yeah, and I think Geis is a guy who could play himself into the conversation. I would still anticipate he'll be a tier below Elliott and Barkley, uh, which there's no shame in because those are two of the elite backs in the league. Yeah. And honestly, between Elliott and Barkley, we're splitting hairs. They're, if not the two best backs in the league, they're two of the top three or four. You can't go wrong there. Uh, now I'm curious, what, what receivers did you give to Carson Wentz and who'd you pick a tight end? I, I'm going to assume we have pretty much the same core here too. I'm, I was anticipating us having very few differences, so I'm surprised that off the bat we're only one of for two and being the same yeah i know hey it's a small sample size but yeah you're right the hit rate is low yeah enough about running backs running backs don't matter let's move on to wide receivers um i had amari cooper did you yeah okay alshon jeffrey same here sterling shepherd interesting i went with golden tate over shepherd okay yeah i knew it would come down to those two for me and trey quinn of course Uh, you can't rule out trey quinn but uh i I picked shepherd and then my tight ends i had zach ertz and evan ingram yeah, I only put one tight end on my offense. I went with Zach Ertz. Okay. Um, you could have convinced me to pick Jordan Reed over Evan Ingram, but I probably would have gone with Ingram in the end. The reason I went with Tate is he is so good with the ball in his hands. He's elusive. I know he wasn't great last year after his trade from the Lions to the Eagles, but before that, he was like one of the best yak yards guys in the league. So I just like the idea of pairing him with Cooper and Jeffrey, who both are more downfield threats. Jeffrey's physical. Cooper's a route runner. And then Tate, you play him close to the line of scrimmage, catch screens, play in the slot. And he's the type of dude that could absolutely just destroy a team by catching the ball and running around players. I love watching him do that. Oh, yeah. Believe me. 
as a half Lions fan, watching him do that was the joy of my life. And then when he went to the Eagles, I was kind of, I was depressed a little bit. But uh, yeah, he is definitely one of the best rack receivers in the league. I think that, you know, you can really make a good case for that. I picked Shepard. Again, guys, we have no idea what the rules are. You know, we don't know if it's just this year or like a dynasty, like the dynasty league, like you're projecting for the future. I have no idea what I'm doing. I just kind of winged it. So I, I, I liked I liked Tate, but I went with Shepard because he's younger. Again, don't know if that matters in this scenario, but um, younger, more athletic. I think he's an ascending player who's got some nuance with his routes. He's not completely developed there, but he's moving up. And I looked up his athletic testing measurables, and you know I love good athletic testing. So I saw when I saw his 41 inch vertical and his 4.4 speed, I was like, I was all over that. You know, I think he's a ascending player who I could fit well into my slot with uh, Cooper and Alshon on the outside and really just let him work. So either way, you know, Carson Wentz is winning MVP in that offense. I think we could all say, but it's not quite complete yet without the offensive line. Who did you have on the offensive line? So I, I went at tackles with what I think are the two players who are the respective best at their position in the league. Trent Williams at left tackle, Lane Johnson at right tackle. I think those guys are, if not again, if not the top players at their position among the top three. Um, I know Williams has had some injury issues, but the only and suspension issues that he's holding out, it's a lot of issues with Williams at the moment. But yeah. when he's on the field, he's incredible. And the only guy who could rival him would be Tyron Smith. He's had injury issues of his own, especially related, I think, to his back. So I wasn't exactly sold on the idea of picking up him. Mm-hmm. So I went with that. On the interior line, I kind of cheated a little bit because – Almost all of the good offensive guards in the NFC play right guard. I put Zach Martin at right guard. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I think I did that too. Did you have Sheriff as your other one? I I know I'm supposed to have chosen by this point, but I was so torn between Sheriff and Kevin Zeitler. I think I ultimately did go with Sheriff, but Kevin Zeitler is very good. He's very underrated. I Um, forgot he was in the NFC East. I completely forgot for a sec. Yay. Yeah, he was a big piece that they got from the Odell Beckham trade. And I, I know the Beckham trade severely favored the Browns, but getting Zeitler did a lot to make the Giants' interior line better, which really bodes well for Saquon Barkley. So I could see a case for him being the pick over Sheriff there, but I'm going to give the edge to Sheriff because I've seen him play in the NFC East, and I haven't seen Zeitler play in the NFC East. Not that that really matters, but that's what I went with there. And rounding it out, Jason Kelsey was my center. Yeah, yeah, that's the easiest pick, I think, in the whole thing. I think uh, Travis Frederick is still recovering from that disease or whatever. Hopefully he gets back from that. Chase Royer is uh, good, not in that conversation yet. And then I don't even know who the Giants have at center. So that's that's an oh, easy one. For, they have former Patriots draft pick John Halapio. Oh, John Halapio. That is right. I did not know how to pronounce his name until last year, and he's been in the league for about four or five years. <laughs> uh, he is actually – he's – gotten much better since he came into the league he's pretty solid too okay. uh, him and Rulier are probably on the same level okay uh, I, I gave Frederick a lot of consideration at center but he had Guillain-Barre syndrome which somehow I was familiar with before he got it because I one of my professors in college I think actually had that oh okay it's a it's a scary thing it like can paralyze you for like temporarily for a few weeks and all sorts of scary stuff hopefully he comes back healthy and hopefully he can get on the field and do what he loves but uh for now kelsey's obviously the safe pick there 
Yeah, yeah. I, I have the same offensive guards. I did mix it up at tackle. I had Tyron Smith at left tackle. Um, I know the age and injuries are kind of a concern with him, you know. And I had Trent Williams as the other one. I was trying to decide between Williams and Jason Peters. There's a lot of old tackles in the NFC East. It's, it's kind of weird. I just realized that. You know, you got Peters, who's like 36, Williams, who's 31 or 32, and then you got Tyron, who's getting older as well. And, you know, people are wondering if he's starting to pass his prime. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, still one of those elite tackles. I think I'd put Smith at left tackle and then Williams at right tackle. Um, but uh, I'm not sure how that would work out, putting two left tackles. But, you know, that's why I'm not an actual general manager. I'm just doing this for fun and running on three hours of sleep. So, guys, cut me some slack, okay? But, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of talent on those lines for sure. Um, and uh, you, you look at the tackle position, there's a lot of potential there too in the NFC East. I know um, Brandon Dillard could be one of these guys we're talking about in a few years for the um, for the Eagles. I, I think you mean Andre Dillard, right? Oh, yeah. That's um, right. It's all good. I just wanted to make sure because I was like, I've never heard of that guy. But then I realized. Yeah, I think I, I was doing a franchise mode in Madden with the Eagles, and I had a kicker named Brandon Dillard who I drafted. This, that's uh, fair. That's I, a I very, that very weird coincidence. But uh, yeah, so yeah, Andre Dillard is what I'm talking about. So there's some potential there for now. I think, though, the established guys deserve more recognition uh, in this draft. So yeah, I think those are some good choices. Let's move on to the defensive side of the ball here. We're about halfway done. Um, starting with, do you want to start with the interior line or the edge rushers? It's your call. Uh, why don't we start on the interior line? Okay, cool. Who'd you, who'd you have there? So I had the team running a 4-3 defense, so I only picked two on the interior. Um, I went with Fletcher Cox from Philadelphia. He's, again, one of the best in the league at his position. He's a great pass rusher, good all-around player. And he consistently flies under the radar because mm-hmm. the Eagles' front seven is so good, but he is clearly the best player on there. And then I, I went with Jonathan Allen as my other interior player. And I'll tell you why. It's because he played so well last year. He also kind of flew under the radar. He had eight sacks, and people don't talk enough about just how much he did. He's positionally versatile. He's a great leader. And I could see him playing next to Fletcher Cox and really making a huge impact. So those were the two I went with on the interior line. And if I had to pick another one, I probably would have gone with Deron Payne if I was running a 3-4 front because he'd play nose in that system. And being flanked by Allen and Fletcher Cox is like a dream come true for any defensive line coach. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had Cox too. I think he was like one of two interior linemen last year to have over 100 pressures. Uh, The other was Aaron Donald. So Cox is, he's elite. You know, he's top three in the entire NFL at that position. So that was an easy call. I had Jonathan Allen too. Uh, I, I, I knew I was going with one of the skins interior linemen because uh, the Giants the Giants have some good players there, but uh, not a lot of you know guys worthy of an all-star team selection. And then the Cowboys, they have Tyron Crawford, but he's not you know he's good. he's not he's not at this level either. And uh, maybe Tristan Hill could be there in a few years. You know, he'd have to undergo a lot of development. But uh, ultimately, the Skins have those guys. Um, that's that's their bread and butter right there. So I had Allen too. 
for the reasons you mentioned, good leader, uh, really well-rounded player, good against the run, and pretty disruptive as a pass rusher. Not the most disruptive on the team. That goes to Matt Ioannidis, but um, I went with Allen because he's more well-rounded. You know, Ioannidis doesn't have as much utility as a run stopper, and he also played a lot less snaps, so had to give that to Allen. Um, yeah, I think that would be a really brutal combo on the interior line. You know, I, thinking about this team, man, it's it's kind of crazy. There's a lot of talent in the NFC East. Uh, who would be on the edge for you? I, I think we'll have the same picks here, or similar picks, but I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I went Tank Lawrence from Dallas. Is yep. No-brainer. Yep. And then I went with Ryan Kerrigan to put a you know very consistent guy across from the guy with a ton of talent. The two of them playing together, I think, would be insane, because combined last season, Tank Lawrence had 10.5 sacks, and Ryan Kerrigan last year, if I remember correctly, had 13. So you're looking at 23.5 sacks from your edge guys combined, plus the interior guys. I, I mean, I would love to see that happen. That's a sc- that's scary to think about, man. And I would, you know, I'll take your argument, and I'll just copy and paste it, because we got the... We got the same deal. Great minds think alike, right? Let's move on to um inside linebacker. Who did you have here? I, I'm curious to see because there's a few options. I, I think there's a few guys who stand out about the above the rest, but you could also choose some others. Uh, Ruben Foster does not factor in. Uh, it obviously injured for the 2019 season, so we're not going to use him for this one. But uh, who, who did you have? Yeah, so if you look at the collective rosters of the NFC East, there are two positions that I think are weak, much weaker than the whole, and they come at linebacker and cornerback. So we're getting into a couple of the weaker positions where there's no, or there might be some top-end talent, but there's very minimal depth. Because I was running the defense as a 4-3, uh, I picked three linebackers for this. I took Leighton Vander Esch from Dallas. He was great as a rookie. Jalen Smith, also from Dallas, uh, he's really done well coming, since coming into the league as a second-round pick. Few thought he'd recover from the catastrophic knee injury he had at the bowl game at Notre Dame. So props to him for being able to come back and make it onto my all-star team here. Yeah, yep. that's, um, the, I'm sure that's the end goal, thrilled. making it to Jacob's all-star team. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's going he's gonna to put this on a wall, put it on the fridge, whatever. Do whatever you want to do. And then the third guy I had was Nigel Bradham from Philadelphia. He's another understated guy, part of that Eagles defense that's been a key for the last few years. And last year, he kind of did a little bit of everything again. He had 97 tackles, two sacks, and uh, I don't. he didn't have an interception last year, but he was decent in coverage. So I went with him as the guy to flank those guys. Are you checking? Are you stealing my notes over here? We, we I you. swear I'm not. Me and Ian had no idea what each other's roster was. <laughs> I, kinda, I knew there'd be a lot of similarity, but it's kind of eerie that we have the first seven picks the same on defense. I have a feeling we'll have some differences in the secondary. But, uh, yeah, I mean, really no disagreements there. I think Bradham is a very underrated player who who's really solid for the Eagles year in and year out. I don't think he's had an all-pro or Pro Bowl berth in his career, but he's a very solid player who had a massive extension last year. You know, they, they value him over there. They know what his worth is. And then Dallas, you know, that's a crazy, that's an elite linebacker duo. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, already one of the top guys, and he's only getting better. And then Jalen Smith, a freak athlete uh, who's slowly adding other parts to his game and uh, fully recovered from his knee injury. Uh, just amazing to see, you know, that, that duo. And it, it's tough because they're Cowboys, but you got to give credit. That's a really great unit. Um, There were a few names that 
I didn't necessarily consider. I thought about them. You know, I, I thought about them. They're, they 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 materialized in my mind, but I did not actually seriously consider them. Alec Ogletree uh, was one. He's he's kind of bad, so he he was yeah, he was not yeah, considered. I, it was just like, who's the Giants' best linebacker? Oh, Alec Ogletree. All right, moving on. Something like that. But um, and then Sean Dion Hamilton. Not even close to the conversation, but I did just write an article about him. So, and he's kind of moving up to the top of the depth chart with the injuries recently. So I just kind of thought about him. He's the guy who has some potential, not even close to being there yet, but some. Um, yeah. The only other guy I would, or there were actually two guys that I gave consideration to that are different from the ones you mentioned. Yeah. I thought about Sean Lee. Oh yeah. He's had a great career, but he's slowing down. Um, so I didn't put him on there because of that, but he's still a great leader and really one of the all time tacklers. He just is so, so instinctive If it hadn't mm-hmm. been for injuries. His numbers would be even more insane than they are. And I did give some thought to Zach Brown. Um, I know he wasn't perfect here last year and he had issues in coverage a little bit, but he still is a good tackler. He can cover and he has athletic ability. I didn't go with him ultimately, but you know, I could see an argument for him being on this linebacker unit. Yeah, he's a very fast player for sure. I think and I think the Eagles will use him a bit better, uh, maybe hone his skills a little bit better than we did. So we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting position because there's a lot of guys who like have the ability but haven't quite put it together yet. And then it's pretty it's pretty thin, but there's potential there. And I think the same can be said about the corner position. So let's get into that. Who are your cornerbacks from the NFC East? So I went with Byron Jones from Dallas. Uh, I love his athletic ability. He used to be a safety, but he converted to corner, and he's been really good since doing that. He's versatile, though, also. He had 14 pass breakups last year, and uh, I think he made his first Pro Bowl that year as well. Um, So I like him as the number one corner on the group. Then the number two corner, you're kind of – you're looking around – The Giants don't have any corners that I would trust. Janoris Jenkins used to be one guy that I would consider, but he's regressed a bit and is on a massive contract. Uh, I I did pick a guy on a massive contract. I went with Josh Norman. Um, Okay. So the logic here being is that Norman would be the number two cornerback in this system, and Byron Jones would cover the more athletic receiver. Norman is overpaid but that doesn't mean he's not still a solid player i mean if he was on a contract that didn't pay him whatever he's making this year 14 or 15 million a year um i think the fans would appreciate him a little bit more uh, because he can be physical he can help to lock one down one side of the field down uh so i didn't see anyone who i liked more than him i know there's some other guys with upside um that you could go with but norman was my pick there just because i trusted exactly i knew I, what i would get from him yeah and i would agree with that who's your slot guy oh, oh i didn't pick a slot hold on give me hey, a sec you, you don't um, have to I, I picked i picked three but i don't really know if any of them fit in the slot i had byron jones uh like you and then i had quentin dunbar so we picked different skins corners which is kind of interesting uh, I knew I, you'd pick Quentin Dunbar. Dude, I love me some Quentin Dunbar. It's it's part of it's the underdog story. I say that every time, but um, he was producing on the ball a lot last season, and uh, you know he wasn't fully healthy. I think with an off season to get that nerve issue fully healed and really dive into the playbook a little bit, I think I think he's due for a breakout year. I really do, and I'm I'm excited to see how he plays uh, this season. But uh, he, I think he's the best corner on the Redskins roster. You know, I, I Josh Norman is solid. 
but uh, I really think Dunbar is ready to break out. We'll see if it happens, but uh, that's that's my hot take. He's my second guy. And then I, my third one, I, I went back to the Cowboys, Shidobi Owuzi, Owuzie or whatever his name is. Um, six foot, uh, 202, really good athletic profile. Um, I think I, he, he could be a guy kind of like Fabian Moreau who kind of filters into the slot, but he can play outside too. I think he plays outside for the Cowboys, so I, I'd make it work somehow. I'm not going to think about it too much now, but I think those are my top three corners. Those are the guys that I would pick. The Eagles are kind of weird. They have a lot of guys who are decent, but not a lot of proven talent. You know, like Rasul Douglas, Sidney Jones, guys who still need to prove themselves, but have the undeniable talent to do it. Uh, Quentin Dunbar's in that in that area as well, but I, I liked the rate at which he was producing enough last year to put him on the squad. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think if I had to pick a third corner, I, I'd go with someone on the Eagles. I'd go with Ronald Darby. Okay. Uh, he, I think he broke his leg last year, um, or did so, he tore his ACL, I think. Yeah. That was it. Yep. Um, but when he's been on the field, and I watched him a lot in his rookie season in Buffalo, believe it or not, when I used to write about the Bills back way, way back when. Um, so he's just a really solid overall player. He's really good in coverage. He makes plays on the ball, so... I'd put him on that team. He could play inside, outside. We can move Byron Jones around. So I, there are a lot of guys at corner that have upside the NFC East, but there are very few proven guys. I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I would agree with that. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And I'm kind of interested to see how the what happens with the Giants because their cornerback room right now is just like it's a who's who. It's anyone's, it's anyone's position to take. And um. I know Julian Love is the guy I liked who they drafted in round four. They got DeAndre Baker, too. Sam Beal, supplemental pick. Tony Lippett representing the Spartans. I don't think he'll do anything, but I just had to say that. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of guys in there who could produce, so it's going to be interesting. But um, you have guys like Dunbar and Awuzier and Darby, guys who haven't always been consistent but have the ability for sure. So that's an exciting position. Another exciting position is safety. Um, I'll go first. I'm going to see if we have the same ones. Malcolm Jenkins and Landon Collins. Yeah, this was kind of a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. I, I also <laughs> have those guys. They're true three-down players. Jenkins is a great leader. Collins is one of the best downhill tacklers at safety, but he can still cover. So that duo, oh my goodness, if they were together, that would be insane. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, because Jenkins can pick up the slack in coverage and be that guy who's um really – a, a reliable rangy guy on the back end and then Collins can lay the wood in the box and you got two guys who I think would play off of each other very well so that's a that's a good combo I think Monte Nicholson has the potential but um he's just got to put it together you know last year was rough really the expectations are a little too high I think at this point you know I, I really like the potential there but we got to see it happen first you know we can't we can't really jump the gun so uh, that that'll be interesting to see and then um Around the NFC East, the Giants are kind of iffy there. The Cowboys are kind of iffy there. I know Xavier Woods is a guy who they're kind of high on, but uh, the only really two guys who stand out above the rest are Jenkins and Collins, so I would agree with you there for sure. Yeah, and it, it's just it's, they're just clearly above the rest, and all those guys do have potential, but as you said, those are the only two guys I would trust personally yeah. play yeah. safety for me same here did did you do specialist i didn't do specialist i did do specialist oh my god I, jacob is going above and beyond all right i'll let you fire that off and then we'll close it out okay so 
At kicker, I went with Jake Elliott. Uh, he has a big leg. He's made big kicks in his life, and he's still very, very young. So I take the Eagles guy there. Tressway is the best putter in the NFL, probably. He, down, he downed more punts than anyone inside the 20-yard line last year with no touchbacks. That stat is unbelievable. I don't like, know how you can aim a punt that way and make it bounce. I don't know how much goes into that, like the little foot movements, but whatever he was doing, he was doing it right. That's all I got to say. He was yeah. out of this world. Won the Redskins MVPs last year, uh, and it's never a good thing when you ha- have the punter MVPs. <laughs> but this is this was a case where he deserved it, even if they did make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, long snapper, I did pick a long snapper. Oh my the, god, the dude! Qualifications for picking a long snapper for me were who has been on their team the longest. Calm down, um, man. My goodness, it would be LP Leducier from yeah. Dallas. Uh, he's been on the team, I think, since two thousand five. Um, He's been around forever. I've been watching him long snap for a long time, and I've barely ever heard his name, so that's usually <laughs> a good sign. Uh, that's what you look for in a long snapper. And just breakdown-wise, um, in terms of guys I had from each team, I had nine Eagles, eight Cowboys, seven Redskins, and only one member of the Giants only on the super team. Dang, that is tough. Yeah, I gotta, I'll got. i go through here. How many Eagles did I have? I had one, two, three. Three, uh, four, five, six, seven Eagles. Um, I think I had three Giants. Yeah, so I, I actually had some Giants, which is interesting. Um, how many Redskins did I have? Uh, we got Trent, Sheriff, Kerrigan, Allen, uh, Dunbar, Collins. So six, right? I'm blanking. I think that was six. And then the rest are Cowboys. I'm not going to count it because I am, I, the bar is empty for me. But, uh, sir, I think your selections were respectable. I think we match each other a few times. I'm still not quite sure if you somehow got a hold of my notes, but we will investigate that later. Um, I think it's a good place to wrap it up. We are out of time. So thanks, as always, for tuning in, guys. Uh, we'll have some more podcasts out for you uh, in the coming days. So stay tuned for that. And as always, peace out. Have a good night.